You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cubs fans, and welcome to Locked On Cubs. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. Give me a follow on Twitter. That's simply at Joe Kilgallen. Also follow the podcast as well. That's at Lockdown Cubs. I am in a fantastic mood. It is 1.18 a.m. Friday morning. Hopefully you'll be catching this on your commute to work feeling as good as I'm feeling right now. I got to catch up with some old friends and watch the Cubs combined for a no-hitter against the Los Angeles Dodgers. We'll be breaking down that no-hitter, the historical significance, and at the end, I got a little MLB gripe, a little bone to pick with Major League Baseball as a whole, but this is going to be a very fun podcast because I am jacked up, as all fans should be when their team throws a no-hitter, whether it's one pitcher going all nine or the combined action we saw today. No-hitters are fun. They're great. They don't have, well, actually in 2021, they happen a lot, but they still are something as a fan you should always savor. And this podcast, let's not forget, is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our lockdown rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Baby. Oh, baby. You know what? I've never sworn on this podcast. I might drop one or two. Hopefully I won't though. If you're a small child listening, I know I'm big with the six-year-old's don't repeat whatever for whatever Uncle Joey says, okay? Actually, don't call me Uncle Joey. I instantly regretted saying that. But our Cubs went into L.A. And here, let's do a little backstory. Let's build this like I'm, I'm, I'm telling you an epic, an epic battle. You know, a little David versus Goliath almost, it feels like. The Cubs had an off day yesterday, so there was a lot of chatter about what direction our Cubbies are going in. You know, it's been a tough June, and the schedule in June, it's been a tough one. One of the toughest stretches of baseball any team in the league has faced with the Cubs schedule in June. It's been well documented. Everyone's been saying, oh, well, they were 19 and eight, 19 and eight in the month of May, but you know, they beat up on some teams. Those were the naysayers, ignoring the fact that in the month of May, we swept the Dodgers that we faced tonight. We swept the San Diego Padres. We beat up on a lot of really, really good teams. We took two of three from the Cardinals in May and then swept them in June. With tonight's victory, or I should say, if you're listening in the morning, last night's victory, the Cubs are now 12 and 10 in the month of June. And they are beginning a 10-game road trip in which they will be in three different time zones. They started tonight in LA, West Coast. They're going to go on to Milwaukee, be back in the Central, a little home, home cooking, because let's be honest, Miller Park or whatever a corporate name it is now, Whatever, what is it? Uh, Bank Field or something like that. It's a uh, Milwaukee Union Credit Bank One Ballpark. Who knows? Who knows what they're what they're called? Doesn't matter. It's Wrigley North. That's what we call it. So a little bit of home cooking there. We'll have some brats. We'll enjoy a little spotted cow. That is a good beer. I give Wisconsin credit. That is a fantastic beer. I don't know why they only sell it in Wisconsin. Seems like a poor business decision there. At least hit the tri-state area up, right? Triple your profits. Duh. But hey, teach their own. It's a good beer. I smuggle it back. I do. I, I get cases of it. I put it in my trunk and I, and I bring it back to Illinois and I laugh. I go, that's right. I'm giving it away for free. You guys could have made a profit. Too bad for you. Then we go on to Cincinnati, which is the Eastern time zone. So that's the 10 game stretch we're coming up on. You always want to start off with a W, right? doesn't make or break your road trip, but start off with a W is big. The Dodgers had been scuffling, which longtime listeners of 
myself, Joe Kilgan, I'm hosting this podcast, which by the way, it's been over a month now. I've done over 30 of these episodes of being the host of the Lockdown Cubs, and I can't thank you all enough. It's been amazing so far. I'm loving every second of it. And this is just the start of what I hope is a very long-term relationship. I'm committed. We're, I'm going to put a ring on that finger one day, you listeners out there. The Dodgers, normally, like I've said, long-time listeners know, I don't like facing teams that are on losing streaks because the law of averages kicks in. And you're like, ah, they're, they're going to figure it out. They're a major league team. I like to face teams when they're like 500 in their last 10. Give me a team that's even six and four of their last 10, four and six, even a little bit better. But a team like the Dodgers, that that's so much talent on this roster. So you see them get swept by San Diego in San Diego. That's a rivalry right there. NL West battle. They come up, they come home. They just do a little hour, 45 minute drive up the five. And they're thinking, all right, we're back home. We're back at Chavez Ravine. We're going we're gonna to beat up on these Cubs. Who do they got? Zach Davies? He got rocked by the Miami Marlins his last time out. What do you give up? Eight earned runs? Oh, we're going to crush this skinny little guy. That's what we're going to do. That's what the Dodgers are thinking. But, oh, baby, did they think wrong. They thought wrong. Okay? They, they need to check themselves before Zach Davies wrecks themselves. And, and that's what Zach Davies did. Now, I have to be clear, this wasn't the prettiest of no-hitters in the sense that it was combined. I still think that's cool because it's team effort. It's a team game after all. Also, there's a lot of walks. Walked about eight guys. Not about, they walked eight guys. I remember A.J. Burnett famously threw a no-hitter for the Marlins when he was young, and he walked nine. So eight's probably up there with the most walks for a no-hitter. But again, no-hitter, no runs, no hits, glory. Glory was achieved in LA. And it's, it's a lovely thing to see. And the offense looked pretty decent too, because Walker Bueller was seven and zero. Walker Bueller's basically become the ace of the Dodgers. Cause you could rely on him in the playoffs a little bit better than you can Clayton Kershaw. Like Clayton Kershaw is a hall of fame pitcher, but we all know he's had playoff woes. He's the James Harden of major league baseball, meaning regular season numbers just jump off the back of that card, but come playoffs, very beatable. I don't know if you guys are NBA fans, though, but James Harden, not good in the playoffs. Every now and then I see some NBA fans be like, well, look what he does in the regular season. I'm like, it doesn't matter. In the playoffs, he gets to get something in his throat. He chokes. He's not good. He's afraid to shoot. He's laying bricks. He's laying a foundation. So I'll, I'll stick to baseball, of course. I'm just, I'm very, I'm, I'm in a great mood. Because, you know, again, I said there was an off day yesterday. There's a lot of talk on, on sports radio and across Cubs Twitter and just every other person I talk to. You know, I have a lot of Cubs conversations with people. You guys know I was at the game late Tuesday night. They won that. I thought there was a hell of a vibe. Morale was high at Wrigley. And then you, you get bogged down a little bit because there's still that conundrum of where is this team going? I say focus on them right now because where this team is going or this team has their minds and their eyes set on. That's October baseball. Zach Davies to bounce back from that horrific start he had against the Marlins over the weekend uh, to show up against this Dodgers team. And I'm okay with walks in situations because it's like you're not giving in. You're, you're showing the hitter. It's like, fine, I'll give you first base, but I'm not going to give you some cookie. It's not your birthday, okay? We're not, I'm not putting a candle on this cupcake. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make you earn it. All right, there's no, there's no free pass. Like, well, a walk is a free pass, but I'm not just gonna like serve it up to you for whatever reason. I, I still, I appreciate that approach. I do. The Dodgers are a team that walk a lot, so they're gonna, you're gonna get some walks, but that's fine. Minimize the damage. I remember was I was watching this game, 
thinking, yeah, just minimize the damage. And the defense was fantastic. A wonderful double play turn. Wilson Contreras, the back pick. Let me just say this. Wilson Contreras, it was the player of the game. Because you can't give it to any one pitcher. I mean, I guess Davies went six innings. And then Tapera and then Chafin and Kimbrell just doing what they've been doing. I talked about on the podcast, I believe, yesterday or the day before. That's a three-headed monster at the back of your bullpen. That is the modern Nasty Boys. The Nasty Boys were famously the Cincinnati Reds bullpen in the late 80s, early 90s. There was just, it was shut down. If you didn't have a lead going into the seventh, the game was over. And they won the 1990 World Series, which was a big upset. They swept the Oakland A's that year. Lou Pinella, we know him. Who did he sweep? Oakland A's, led by Tony LaRussa. See, some Chicago connections going on right there. Yeah, that, that nasty boys bullpen. It was Rod Dibble. He was the closer. Randy Myers, who went on to be a closer, and even with the Cubs, he was the closer. He had 53 saves for us one year, which was like the NL record for a stretch. And then they had the third guy, who everyone forgets his name. They're like the three tenors in that regard. What is it? Pavarotti, Luberati, or Luberacci, Pavarotti, and then everyone's like, and then the other guy. It's a whole Seinfeld episode about it. Anyhow, player of the game, Wilson Contreras. He hits a big two-run homer, making the game 3 nothing. showing Walker Bueller that he is beatable. And that guy, look, that guy's got great stuff. But his fastball, 96-97, it explodes in the zone. What makes him such an impressive pitcher is his command. Walker Bueller has fantastic command. Because his breaking ball and his secondary pitches, they don't, watching them on TV, it's not as impressive as some people. Some guys, you watch their curveball on television, you're just like, forget that pitch. Kimbrell has that. Kimbrell has a breaking ball that you could just see hitters feel embarrassed at their offers at it. Walker Bueller, he's more of a command guy. He's consistently around the strike zone. And I'm glad that both Javi and Contreras took advantage of that. Jake Marisnik added an RBI. But Contreras called a heck of a game. And it's the first no-hitter he's called in his career after witnessing two uh, with... No, actually, he didn't witness. I'm sorry. I take that back. Miguel Montero caught Jake Arrieta's in 2015. And David Ross caught Jake Arrieta's in 2016. And Victor Carantini caught Alec Mills in 2020. So he witnessed two of three. I was going to say he witnessed all three, but just two of three. And it was great to see because you just love the enthusiasm and the passion Wilson Contreras brings to the game. My only my only qualm with Wilson Contreras is his base running. He got picked off a second base. He makes up for it with the home run. But still, he's just not the best base runner. And eventually, he's got to figure that out. Just stop being so aggressive. I love it. I love that you're aggressive by nature, but just know the base paths are not something, and you're not going to get better going into your 30s. I believe he's 29 now. It's not like you're going to magically pick up a step or you just stay close to the bag, Wilson. Just be that guy for us if you could. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco free, long cut, and they've got pouches that give you that same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. I'll admit this. I was always jealous of the dudes who get that dip snap. You ever know friends who di- dip tobacco? They get like, what, skull mint or wintergreen? We don't want that, though. We want fully loaded chew. But they did that cool, like, dipper snap, that pop, 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 pop. Right? I can't make the sound effect, but you know what I'm saying, right? So if you chew, right, you want to go with fully loaded chew, all right? This stuff is, it's again, it's pure cut nicotine, which is, it's tobacco-free nicotine, which is the purest form of nicotine is what I meant to say because there's no tobacco, right? All food Great ingredients, nine different flavors. How about it? So Fully Loaded Chew is offering Lockdown Team listeners a special offer. Right now, you could try a can for just a buck. That's right, just a dollar. Go to FullyLoadedChew.com. Use promo code LOCKDOWN and free shipping included. You got to use the promo code LOCKDOWN, though, at checkout. So the next time you go for a dip, make it Fully Loaded Chew. 
FullyLoadedChew.com. Bet online, everyone. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. McGregor Poirier fight number three coming up. The rubber match between the two of those. So you're going to want to put some money on it. I don't know. I'm, I'm a big. I like Conor McGregor a lot, but I feel like he's just got too much money. He just made another couple hundred million dollars off of his whiskey sale. So it's like, how much desire do you have to get punched in the head when you have that much money in the bank? That's why they say all the, the best fighters have always been poor once they get too rich. Anyway, it's the plot of Rocky 3 or 4. Before your next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the action. Sign-up bonuses and contest information. So head to the website on your mobile device. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. All right, let's talk about more of some of the heroes from this game. Jack Davies again. I really admire the way he came back against a really potent Dodgers lineup. And it's a it's a very good Dodgers lineup. You can't, there's, there's no ifs or ands or buts around that. Also, shout out to Jock Peterson. He was given his World Series ring before the game, which was nice to see. The Dodgers did a video montage of him. You know, I forgot. I forgot how amazing Jack Peterson was in that one home run derby. He had a home run derby where he put on an absolute show. And his younger brother there rooting on the sidelines. It's real like touching family, brother-brother moments. It's really a cool thing to see. And I like that the Dodgers paid respect to Jack Peterson because he was phenomenal in their run to the World Series championship last year hitting 389 in the World Series, driving in nine runs, two home runs, a big home run in the World Series. One of the cooler home runs you'll see, too, because it was a 99-mile-an-hour fastball at the top of the zone, and he just smacked it into left center field. So that was cool to see. His teammates celebrating Jock. You got to love that, right? Cubs start off the game. They score first. Scoring first is crucial. Home run from Javi Baez, just yanked it deep. See, that's the thing about Javi again. You know what I mean? He'll strike out so often against just bad pitchers who just bums. And then he takes a guy like Walker Bueller to left center field. And L.A. is not exactly home run friendly. It's a deeper ballpark. They have certain days. I believe day games, the ball kind of jumps off the bat there. It's a beautiful stadium, too. I will say this. I've seen many a game at Dodger Stadium. I've probably been to close to 10 games there. And I'll be saving one of my favorite games there for later. I've actually got two favorites tied, but I'll, I'll save that for toward the end of the podcast. So it's a great stadium. The bullpen, here's what's a funny thing, too. This seems to happen with bullpen pitchers. Zach Davies said in the postgame press conference that he believes that none of the bullpen pitchers knew that a no-hitter was in progress. They found out like after their inning was complete. I, I heard, though, David Ross, manager David Ross, said to para kind of knew because Tapera did at one point when he walked a guy through a 3 slider where you're like, why are you got a lead? Why are you doing that? And I guess he was kind of thinking about the no-hitter. But Chafin did not know. Kimbrell did not know. I mean, they figured it out when Wilson got all pumped up at the end. But that's incredible to me. What are you guys doing in the bullpen? I know there's like that jinx effect where you're like, you don't want to think about a no-hitter. You're not supposed to talk about it. But you're still aware of it. That's strange. What are they? Are they shooting dice in the pen? Are they, are they you know, are they on, on Instagram? Are they scrolling TikTok? I don't understand how they're not quite aware that there's a no-hitter. I understand the starting pitcher being locked in in a zone. There's been plenty of stories from starting pitchers where they did not know. You know, I've, I've seen a couple of famous footage where a starting pitcher struck out the last guy for the no-hitter and walked back to the dugout thinking there was another inning because they were that locked in. They were locked on. How's this? Shout out, locked on Cubs. So, and, you know, so I could see that. 
But from the bullpen, I, I don't understand that. And it happened famously when Jake Arrieta threw a no-hitter in 2015. Justin Grimm, remember him, Cubs fans? He didn't know there was a no-hitter. So when everyone came running in, he was kind of like, what's going on? What's happening here? And they're like, dude, threw a no-hitter. You dope. How do you not know this? Look around. Everyone's freaking out. We went two to nothing on a Sunday night. You think that's just, you're going to go this nuts for no reason? Come on. Let's have some fun. High fives, right? That's what they did. The the hitting overall, a little bit better. Better played approaches overall. Let's take a quick look at the box score, shall we? Uh, Jack Peterson, 0 for 3. Probably had some emotions going, as I said before, was given the ring before the game, you know. Uh, Chris Bryant, not much there. He struck out three times, actually. Did draw a walk. Uh, Javi just had the one home run, one for four, but that was big right there. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, one for three. Some weird umpiring plays there. There's a play where it looked like he got thrown out going back to first, but he was clearly safe. In my head, I'm like, well, this will be an easy overturn. But again, stop wasting our time, umps. Wilson Contreras, one for four, but the one hit, a booming home run. Ortega, 0 for three. Hayward, actually, two for three. I know a lot of us have not been happy with Jason Hayward, and I still stand by the fact that I believe, again, great human being, gives to charity, wonderful teammate, gives a great speech. Very JFK, Martin Luther King-esque when it comes to speech giving. All-time speeches. You know, helped us win the World Series with his words. I still think he needs to be off the bench late, you know, pinch hitting in right situations. Starting maybe one or two starts a week, but he's been kind of starting two out of three games, essentially. But again, maybe they see something I don't see. Maybe something's about to break out. He did have a nice game, two for three, scored a run as well, came around to score on a Marisnik pinch hit, which was nice. And Jake Marisnik also drew a walk. Great to have him back. He didn't come back hitting the way he was before the injury, but just nice to see him back. Eric Sogard, one for four. Uh, again, I just don't like seeing Eric Sogard start. I'd be m- way happier to see Alcantara every day. And I think when Nico Horner comes back, which hopefully soon, there is some good news on the injury front. Cubs relief pitcher Justin Steele has been assigned to AAA Iowa to begin a rehab stint. Hopefully he will find himself back on the major league roster very soon. Again, let's look at the ERAs of the Cubs bullpen. The, the big three I've been calling them, the guys who are closing out the back ends of game. And then even if you throw in, you know, Tommy Nance for to be like the sixth inning guy, that's the thing too. I keep thinking to myself, we might not need like an ace ace, but the Cubs will definitely need a number two or three type starter, just someone who could give you reliable five to six innings every game with this bullpen. Sometimes as fans, we forget how important and how key a bullpen is to winning playoff games. It really is. You can't think of a team that's one that didn't have some dominant arms in the back end of their bullpen or even some, even a deep bullpen, one that where you feel confident going them in the fifth inning. You know, the Cleveland Indians, when we faced them in the 2016 World Series, in that series and in the, the rounds before that, manager Terry Francona would often be like, hey, Andrew Miller, it's the fifth inning. I need big outs. Get in there right now. And then just manage the rest of the way. So that's that's a luxury. That's a luxury that I think could be a little overlooked. So Tapera, one inning, no hits, of course. I, I don't need to say the no hits thing. We all know. One inning, one walk. His ERA is at 1.96. Andrew Chafin, the sheriff, the colorful character who we all love. One inning, one walk as well. 1.67, his ERA. All-star, future Hall of Famer, Dirty Craig, Craig Kimbrell. One inning, struck out the side, walked one after the one walk. That's why I thought I'm like, Craig, you didn't know when no hitter was going on. 
Because when he came in, I thought he was jazzed up and looked like he really wanted to shut it down. Because he was a little, he walked the first batter and the, some of those pitches weren't even close. But then he calmed down and struck out the side, including Albert Pujols. It's so weird seeing Albert Pujols in a Dodger uniform, but he's actually been playing very well for the Dodgers. So, hey, it's, it's, it costs them nothing. The Angels are paying most of the salary. They're paying a salary. That is so funny to me. His Dodger numbers are, let's see, has he been with them for 30 games? I think he's got six home runs for them and like less than 100 at bats. That's crazy. You're, to, you're, you're, the Angels and Dodgers aren't like a rivalry rivalry, like, like the Cubs and White Sox and Yankees and Mets, but it's still kind of funny. The guy's playing in the same county. Or is Anaheim in Orange County? I don't know. It's on the border of Orange County, LA County. Either way, and doing well for you, and you're paying him. You're paying him to play about 45 minutes up the road. Hilarious to me. Wealthfront, everybody. Day trading is super popular right now. Everyone's talking about it, right? And it can be a lot of fun, but if you really want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor, so why do it alone? Team up with Wealthfront instead. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion, that's right, $20 billion with a big old capital B, dollars of assets, and you could get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com, locked on MLB. I really want you guys to hear me on this one because this is super important. To get your first $5,000 managed for free, for life. I got to add that part. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. Go to wealthfront.com locked on MLB to get started today. Built Bar, everybody. Did you know that Built Bar has nine flavors? Delicious. Some of them are limited time, but they've got these solid flavors. I'm a big fan of them. They've got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie. That's my favorite. That's my jam. Peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. And here's my favorite thing about Built Bar. Okay. Cause there's a lot of these, these other, you know, nutrition bars, energy bars, whatever you want to call them that say, Hey, you start your day off with us, your pre-workout, whatever you need, we'll get you going and all that kind of stuff. We're healthy, but they're not that healthy. They're not Built Bar is though 17 grams of protein. I feel strong. Just saying that out loud, only 130 calories. And here's the thing I love the most four grams of sugar. You could walk off four grams of sugar going around the block. You know what I mean? You could walk off four grams of sugar, you know, jogging to the toilet. So go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's right. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Now, I did, I did mention earlier in the podcast that I wanted to round things out by saying I have a bone to pick with Major League Baseball. I do. I'm, I'm very annoyed by this because here's a little fun story for you. Really good friend of mine, stand-up comedian, Mike Bridenstine. I'll give him a shout out. He's got a great podcast called Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. He does panels with some of the best comedians in the country. And I'm not understating that really are the best comedians in the country. He's had Tom Segarra on. He's had other names I'm blanking on, but you know what I'm saying? Big, big names in the world of stand-up comedy. Joe Kilgallen, huge names. He's a great friend of mine and a diehard Cubs fan. He's a bit of a baseball historian, too. I'm going to have to have him on this podcast sometime soon. He, in 2015, I was at Jake Arrieta's no-hitter in Los Angeles in 2015. And here's a fun fact. The last two no-hitters thrown in Dodger Stadium were by the Cubs. And the last two no-hitters thrown in Milwaukee were by Cubs. Alec Mills, 
Carlos Sombrano, the combined no-hitter tonight, Jake Arrieta. So I was at the Arrieta game August 30th, 2015, and the Cubs were so exciting that year. Everyone was jazzed up. I went to the Friday game and the Sunday game. It was Sunday night ESPN baseball. I sat with Roy Wood Jr., who you've heard on this podcast. He told his great Game 7 story. Comedian Steve Byrne. I'm just name-dropping this point now. Steve Byrne, Felipe Esparza, Sarah Tiana, and I think Felipe's wife, too. I don't know your name. Sorry, I forgot. You're not a comedian, so you don't get the shout-out. <laughs> and, and it was an amazing, phenomenal game. We all kind of knew, but no one was saying. And, it was, and ESPN cut to me. I tweeted uh, last night. There's a picture of me. Like all pumped up because ESPN cut to me, and that's when my phone blew up. Everyone's like, "Dude, we saw you on TV at the game! Holy cow!" And I'm like, oh, "This is great to, to witness no hitter live too. Very, very fun because there's suspense. You know what I mean? You're, you're tightening up a little bit. You're like, ah, you know, every ball made that every little piece of contact. You're like, please don't find grass, don't fall in. Right? It's exciting. So I bring this up because my friend Bridenstine, he had gone to the Friday Saturday game and then turned down tickets. He was offered a free ticket to the Sunday night game. That ended up being a no hitter. He was baseballed out and he's like, ah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip this one. I'm not feeling up for it. To this day, it comes up in conversation how much he regrets not going to that game. So I text him after the game jokingly going, hey, we affectionately call him Brido. That's his nickname, Brian, Mike Bridenstine Brido. I go, yo, Brido, did you, uh, did you turn on a ticket to this one too? And he's like, ah, you know, he said some words I can't repeat. And uh, basically he said, no, but I didn't get to watch it because it was blacked out. That's right. He could not watch a no hitter in this. He lives in LA. Uh, if you guys didn't pick up the pick up on that, he couldn't watch the game because it's MLB stupid blackout restrictions. It is infuriatingly stupid what Major League Baseball is doing to their sport. While every other league is figuring out more and more ways to make their sport fan friendly and easily accessible, Major League Baseball still with this archaic notion of, well, if you're in the region, we don't want you. Like, I don't get it. Don't you know there are fans who move all over the place but still want to stand by their hometown team? I remember when I lived in Los Angeles, I was able to watch it through MLB.tv. But when the, they were playing the Dodgers, I couldn't see the games. And then I would have to go to a bar and Dodgers, you know, Dodgers had some weird deal with uh, Turner Cable where it was really difficult to find their games for a while too. It's just, it's a bad deal all around. He couldn't watch the game because it was blacked out. Marquee Sportsnet doesn't have an app in which everyone could watch it across the country yet. I wish they did. I wish they had a real simple, you pay five bucks a month app. I would easily pay that happily. So many people are cutting the cord now. Nobody wants to have these cable companies are annoying. They want you to sign contracts. I have Hulu Live. And then I do have a, I have a password to Marquee. And, but Hulu Live is great because anytime I want to cancel it, I just cancel it. So, you know, I don't need to watch. There's a little delay, which is a bummer at times because people find out stuff before you. Not a big deal, though. You get used to it. But it's so, why are you, I just don't understand who's in charge. That's why I want Theo Epstein to take over instantly. He's working as a consultant, and I'm sure there's some stuff that are just not quite in his pay grade yet. You know what I'm saying? And then Major League Baseball also released the All-Star uniforms. If you haven't, Google Major League Baseball's all-star uniforms. They are atrocious. I mean, I don't know who designs this stuff. And how do they not then go, hey, what do you all think? And, and there, is it just a bunch of yes men? Here's the new design for the all-star jerseys. And everyone's just like, yeah, that looks great. They're terrible. I mean, I've seen better uniforms for men's softball. 
You know, I mean, bad. I've seen broke grade schools purchase better uniforms with selling baked goods. They sold brownies for a quarter and able to come up with the funds for better uniforms. It's terrible. It's got like the Cubs logo and that's a CHI real big or something like that. It's just, they're just dumb looking. And then, and then, and then I, I kind of call myself down being like, oh, whatever. That's just what they wear them for the home run derby or the celebrity softball game and the warmups. No, mm-mm. this year they decided to let the players wear these uniforms for the game. Are you kidding me? Baseball, I always thought it was so cool that, yeah, they did like a special all-star, like I said, for the home run derby. But for the game, everyone's wearing their uniform. It made that cool. The pregame announcements when they do the starting lineups and the rosters, every player hitting up the different unit, that was fun. Why would they take that away? I don't understand that. That's so so one of the few things baseball has done right, and they've never, I think like 80 years they've done it this way, where everyone wears their uniform. And they kind of represent their city and their town. And as a fan, you could be like, oh, there's my guy coming into the game. I, and now this year, they're busting these. It'd be one thing if they were busting out these jerseys and they were cool looking. And I'm not even a big uniform guy. There are some people who like to complain about different teams' uniforms and all that. Other than the Arizona Diamondbacks away jerseys, which were just, I don't know what those things were. I don't really care that much. Most of them look fine. Although I don't like the Brewers' latest ones. What are you, the University of Michigan? Come on, Milwaukee. But yeah, I don't know. That's just a bone I had to pick. So hopefully we could, I don't know. We got to start writing letters. What are, what are we doing? Because Major League Baseball needs to figure it out because baseball is still the best sport, the most skilled game, and a fun game. It's summertime. Let's stop ruining the game and let's make it easier and more fun for the fans. All right, Major League Baseball. All right, Cubs fans, thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Cubs. No hitter. Hopefully that starts a nice little run of momentum. Again, let's finish off June strong. We're 12 and 10 in the month. We could finish above 500. Great. Or even at 500, we are right there. This team will not be sellers. We're going to be buyers, baby. Know that. And as always, everyone, go Cubs. Check out Lockdown Today, everybody. Get all your sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Lockdown Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your podcasts.